On our first episode of Geeks of Cascadia, we learn about the next Dragonflight convention and interview the lady and Lady Planeswalkers, Tifa Robles. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, that's our best, our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast, featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, nerds! Welcome to Geeks of Cascadia. I'm your host, Blue Samurai, with... The Costasaurus! And I'm Paul, and we are brought to you by OrcaCon. OrcaCon is a convention in Everett, Washington, that is focused on creating a safe and welcoming space for promoting the tabletop games hobby supporting diversity in tabletop games, and building a community of both novice and experienced players. Visit orcacon.org for more info. And so what you're going to get in this podcast is we're going to be covering everything from gaming news, convention news, we'll be around at some conventions, interviews with top game designers, and just other random geeky stuff that we love and love to talk about. Right, and if you were listening to the Orcacon Pod podcast... Uh, we're the same people, <clears throat> doing basically the same stuff, but we're cooler, we're geekier, and we got a cool logo. We spun off. We did. Yeah. That would be the official term. We I did. think we spun off. Yeah, so we're Geeks of Cascadia now, and chances are, if you're listening, you are also a Geek of Cascadia. Mm-hmm. And so we're hoping that we can expand our listenership to the mighty 24, 25 that we have now. <laughs> um, maybe 40. I don't know. But we're going to keep doing this. But the good thing is, we got a lot of great interviews. In fact... Uh, this interview, guys, we've got Amy Gambala with Dragonflight. Nice. She'll, she'll be tell, talking about uh, Dragonflight, what's going on there. And we got Tifa, right? Tifa, Tifa Robles. Robles. Yes. yes. Lady Plains Walkers. Making a huge difference in women feeling comfortable and safe learning and playing magic. She's doing a great thing yeah. for tabletop gaming and she- RPGs, and it's just great what she's doing. I mean, we need a little bit of diversity mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah, she's just, just to throw it, she's just got a good family. And her and her husband are both um, really big in there. My wife and I went to the, um, I believe it was, uh, uh, we went to like a couples in gaming mm-hmm. panel over at Emerald City Comic Con a few years back. And that's where we heard about them and followed them and just a bunch of awesome stuff. So, yeah, they're awesome. And Paul and I had a great time at ETX, Evergreen Tabletop oh, yeah, Expo, yeah. And where we interviewed uh, Tifa and Amy. Um, what Definitely. a great! That was really fun. That, was a, a, that was a fun convention. Lots of tournaments. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and you'll get to hear. Uh, in fact, the reason why I'm telling you that now is some of these interviews you're going to hear a lot of background noise. That's because <laughs> a lot of people were having a lot of fun. Yes, there. exactly. What can you talk? That weird game is a Bob Ross game. That, the Bob uh, Ross game. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Where you get where um, the, the <clears throat> goal of the game is to be the most chill, and you do that. And this is very rough. By um. <laughs> Collecting um, things that you need, like paints and mm-hmm. implements to make paintings, like fluffy little clouds or happy little trees. And if you create the, this, like happy little trees, before your opponents and or before Bob Ross, you um, get more points. Mm-hmm. And then whoever gets to the end of the track mm-hmm. where you're totally chill wins the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw um, Brittany Bowe was tweeting a lot about it uh, before the con this weekend, and it looks... It's got it his was, big old afro right on the front. Was, Bob Ross's afro. I love it. It was pretty it, fun. So the stand-ups awesome. are great. So if you love Bob Ross... Do you, know, do you think there's people that even know who Bob Ross Everybody is? Everybody knows I mean, who Bob Ross Bob is. Bob. There was this great big streaming thing I on Twitch. I was a kid. That, um, <laughs> okay. people, that there was this like, 24-hour Bob Ross mm-hmm. marathon on Twitch, I believe. where mm-hmm. People, people need something to sleep like, through. Thousands and thousands of people were all watching cool. this at the same time. That's wow. cool. I can't believe they made it into a game. That's yeah. just wild. Brilliant. No, I never really thought of that. Yes. yes. This is why we're doing this and they're you can making make all a, the money. You can make a game into anything. Yes. Right? And, then, and that'll be part of this podcast, too, is talking to all these great top-notch game developers. Yes. And we'll have some game reviews as well. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, let is, let's go in an interview with Amy Gambala about Dragonflight and see what's going on there. I awesome. mean, Amy's been great. We've interviewed her... 
twice before. Super sweet. And we love Dragonflight. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you then. Hey geeks, it's Paul and Steve here. We are still at ETX, but right now we're talking to Amy Gambala of Dragonflight. How's it going, Amy? Good, how are you? Good, good. And the great thing is, Amy, we're right next to you. Our OrcaCon table is right next yes. to you. Yes. It is, indeed. <laughs> Which is great because we're kind of like, I like to consider us as sister cons. Yes. I would say so. That yes. Is awesome. Definitely. So what is going on with with uh, Dragonflight this year? Oh boy. What is going on with Dragonflight? <laughs> Life is busy, busy, busy at Dragonflight. And this is the 38th Dragonflight, right? Yes. 38. Um, and it will be my fourth as convention director. <laughs> which means I won't be doing it next year. I'm going to take a break. Really? Okay. I'm exhausted. Okay. Um, I've got somebody in the shoot to take over next year. Do they know that yet? Do they know they're taking over? Oh, yes. They've known (laughs) for months. (laughs) Yes. That is awesome. Um, Let's see. What do we got going on? Uh, We have a new website, and we've got a new ticketing system. We're using Mm -hmm. tabletop.events. That seems to be going swimmingly. I'm very happy with them. Very cool. Um, We have a gazillion tournaments happening Dragonflight this year. Uh, Warhammer 30K, Kings of Ooh, War, okay. X-Wing, Magic, uh, Extra Life will be with us doing an RPG mm-hmm. marathon on Saturday. Wow. Uh, we are doing the, we're hosting the Northwest National Qualifiers for mm-hmm. Settlers of Catan. Wow. Nice. Yes. Um, nice. We also are going to have a murder mystery again this year Ooh, on Saturday okay. evening and an escape room. Oh, Wow. We can just throw Hobbs in there and see if he can come out. There you go. See if we can get out. (laughs) Well, you also don't forget you got Greg Pratt bringing his Car Wars tournament. Car Wars, as always, yes. He's already in the system. I believe Adventures League will be back in. Uh, We did not have them last year. They'll be new with us this year. Um, We are going to have... uh, We're going to have the RPG library, the vintage RPG library, come. Uh, Playtest Northwest will be with us again Exciting. with their 20 or so game designers wow. uh, to run tests. Ooh, plenty um, of podcasting interview opportunities. <laughs> plenty of podcasting I'm interviews. I'm not going to get to play any um, games. <laughs> I believe it's possible that uh, BJ Shea and his folks might be back this awesome. year. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's cool. They had a really good time last year and they've expressed an interest in coming Ooh. back. So that would be cool. We're very excited about that. Um, and, yeah, and we forgot. I forgot to mention. We forgot to mention. It's August twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. It's yes. at the Bellevue Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might as well get this out of the way because this is the most important part. <laughs> How do we get registered? How do we do this? Go to dragonflight.org mm-hmm. and uh, click where it says registration. Okay. You go to convention. <laughs> Sorry. Go to convention. Oh, I'm, I'm go- there you I'm go. Online. He's right online. Now. Look at this. And then Can't click registration. <gasps> I'm there. <laughs> and it will give you the link for Tabletop. And now, I don't know. I think this is going to go out in the middle of June. Maybe we can get it earlier because it says, I'm looking at your rates. Yep. $45 until Unt- about June 10th. Yes. 50th from July 31st. Yes. And then 60 in August. So do it now. Do it yes. now. You're better off doing yes. it now. If you're listening to this, you need to go online right now. Yes. <laughs> and you need to register for a room. Right. Yes, the room room block is open. Yeah. Uh, that link is also available on the website. Okay. Uh, last year we did sell out. Okay. We ran out of hotel rooms wow. last year. Um, so I'm gonna put yeah. that on my to do list. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you room. want a room, do it right. now. <laughs> but there's a link there that'll take you to tabletop.events, and you buy your ticket directly through Ooh, them. Okay. And then you can also. Um, see the list of what games are in the system so far Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. you can sign up for games once that's open that won't be open probably until the end of this month we need some more we need to do some work on that um yeah and you'll be able to buy tickets to the different um tournaments Mm -hmm. through there um we have folks who probably will come specifically for some of the tournaments but if we have folks who are already attending Dragonflight who have a ticket, they can go back in and they can say, oh, I want to do a magic, and they oh. can buy their ticket for magic cool. straight through the website. And you got to, cool. you probably have another robust, another year of robust dealers that are coming through there. You've got a We lot have a lot of applications there. so far. Um, we have not um, settled on a list, okay. but a lot of the same folks will probably be back. We have yeah. a lot of new ones. Um, I'm hoping to pump the list up slightly a little bit. A couple of new um, artists or different artists? Mm-hmm. Or okay, yep. Good. Our game library will all be back. The one, uh, Sponsored by MSG. Um, and speaking of Metro Seattle Gamers. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
we are moving into a new clubhouse. That's what Thank I goodness. heard. Yes. We are. The Nickerson Marina. Okay. So hopefully uh, end of June, early July, they'll be ready to go and, and we'll be all moved into a new space. Awesome. I, I talked to Mark and uh, yeah. I'm going to be interviewing him and Steve Graham, I think, awesome. once they get all settled in and moved. Yes. <laughs> it's been a process. <laughs> it has been a process. But we're almost there, so it's good. Excellent. I'm happy. Um, the other thing I should mention yes. is we need volunteers. We always need volunteers. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're dying to know how a convention works mm-hmm. and would like to help out, we would love to have your help. So what happens if you volunteer and how does that work? Well, if you volunteer, um, I believe that we changed the rates slightly this year. Okay. But it's a tiered system. Um, certain number of hours... You get um, a free T-shirt. You get a free lanyard. If you work, I believe it's 20 to 25 hours for the convention, you actually get your ticket refunded minus the $10 membership for Dragonflight. Okay. Okay. Everybody pays the $10 membership for Dragonflight because we're a membership group. Sure. Um, Even I. Okay. (laughs) But uh, the rest of your ticket price can either be refunded or rolled to the next year. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. It is very cool. And they can find out about that on the website, right? Yes, they can. Um, or they can send um, they can send an email to info at dragonflight.org or convention director at dragonflight.org if they're interested in volunteering. And so if you're a volunteer, what, what would I be doing if I were a volunteer? What would my son be doing if I forced him to volunteer? <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of different options. Um, we actually have some staff positions that we are still looking for volunteers for. We've had a lot of changes this year in people's availability. Um, But there's a lot of things. I mean, you could volunteer to help in the auction because we're going to do the auction again this year. Oh, I love the auction. So that would be auction auction. intake or helping during the actual auction. Mm -hmm. Um, You can volunteer to help in the board game library. So that's uh, helping people check games out, uh, monitoring Mm -hmm. usage, making sure things come back appropriately. You can volunteer uh, for our concierge staff, which are basically roaming question helper people. Okay. So if you've got somebody who's got a question, um, you know, you might not know the answer for them, but you know who to go to to All help right. them. We That's also always <laughs> there you go. We also always need help at registration at the desk. Uh, so checking people in, selling T-shirts. There's a lot of different options to on things to do. Uh, set up, set up big oh, one on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's the other big thing. On Thursday night this year, we're going to have, we'll be open from 7 to 9 for pre-regis to pick up their badges. Oh, cool. Wait, what did, on Thursday? On oh. Thursday night. Oh. So if you, just, oh, uh-oh. an announcement. <laughs> it's a little loud in here because of the ETX. Well, so what happens Thursday? You know, I've never been there Thursday Thursday's night. set up. Okay. There, the con officially starts Friday, at noon, right? at, well, noon is when we open, 2 o'clock is when gameplay starts. Okay. Um, Thursday night is set up. Uh, we, we're usually in the hotel around 5 or 6 p.m., mm-hmm. and we get con ops set up, and we get registration all set up, and make sure the tables are where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we decided that this year, in order to try and alleviate some of the congestion Friday morning, that we would offer badge pickup. Thursday evening for those that pre-registered. That's great, because I usually try to come in, like, Friday noonish or whatever, mm-hmm. and then usually it's like, if you come in noonish, you're kind, you're okay, but once you start hitting about, like, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, then you start getting that line. So that's great to be able to come Luckily, we've managed to streamline registration a bit, mm-hmm. so the line luckily moves fairly quickly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you, and the nice thing is, is you could come... If you're pre-regged but only for Saturday, you could come by on Thursday night and pick up your badge, and then on Saturday morning you already have it, and yeah. you don't have to stop at registration on your way in. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else should I tell you? Well, uh, parking. You know, Free that's my again. favorite. My Free favorite parking. Oh, Free good. again. Good job. All right. As that's far awesome. as I know, that that is the, that was a, a decision made by the GM okay. there okay. at... Uh, at the Hilton. That is awesome. Yeah, awesome. and as far as I know, that's still the same deal. I'm assuming the same amount of space will be available. Have you moved stuff around? Or there will be a shifting of things in order to facilitate the tournaments and everything that's okay. going okay. on. Okay. We're working on that right now. That's one of the things that, that not, we're going to be finalized. Deal, it will be finalized probably not until 
it might be the beginning of August by the time we finalize okay. for sure where everything is located. Pathfinder will most likely be in the same room it's been in in the past. That's the upstairs. Uh, no, that one's in the Kirkland room, which is on the first floor, same okay. floor as registration. Okay. okay. Uh, the auction will be in the same area it was last year, which okay. is King County, uh, also on the first floor. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be moving um, on the third floor. No, second floor. Second floor, that's right. Right outside the Skyview Ballroom, there's what we lovingly refer to as the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Which is the glassed in conference room. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are hoping to use that for kids gaming this year. Cool. So, all of the kids gaming and kid programs will be focused in that room. Um, which, as, a, as a parent that has several kids, that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> which also allows us to spill out into the anti the, the area mm-hmm. outside the elevators for Robo Rally, which I'm hoping will happen oh, again this very year. Nice. Yes. So there's uh, there's much happening, and we are growing. We had 800 people last year. Awesome. Great. That is cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was an increase again over the year before. Um, we are aiming for, we're hoping for 1,000 this year. Cool. And then we have to have some serious conversations about where are we staying here? Yeah, where are we right, going? Because yeah. we're uh, rapidly running out of space to put things. Oh, ah, okay, okay. Which is a good problem to have, yeah, I guess. You still going to have the movie room? Yes. Patrick would not be happy if I tried to take away the movie room. Yes. And I believe he's talking about doing a tribute series to Bill Paxton this year. Oh, oh that's nice. kind of cool. Nice. Yes. A little bit of aliens, uh, maybe weird science. I'm not sure. He's, <laughs> he's working on his list. Uh, okay. I, I leave that up to him. That's his deal. I take care of the licensing issue, and he, <laughs> he deals with that. Yeah. Let's see. Is there anything else I want to tell you guys about? Well, so I was looking at your website. I just think it's really cool that now, since you've been around so long, you have about three generations of people coming together yes. to play games. I, I, That's one of the nice things, I think, and really um, different in some ways about Dragonflight is it's a lot of parents who bring their kids and yeah. grandparents who come with their grandkids. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a lot of family folks who've been coming forever. Right. Um, I really like that about yeah. our con. It's, really neat. It's, it's very family friendly. Um, we had, uh, we, there was a dad last year who, they weren't even, they didn't come to the hotel for the convention. They were staying in the hotel. Mm-hmm. He has three little, he had three little girls. Oh, yeah. And they walked through and were like, his girls were like, Daddy, can we do this? And he bought tickets. That's and they awesome. ended up That's playing awesome. games. That's and cool. his kids did the scavenger hunt. And they had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, right? And so it, it's nice. I like that that a parent walks by and feels like, oh, this is something cool. My kids can come and do this. Yeah. You created more nerds. I Congratulations. Have. It's you. the key. We have to create more <laughs> to take our place when we're tired. Well, and of course, you know, thanks to you, there if there would. There would be no OrcaCon without Dragonflight. So again, yeah. I know I've told you this all the time, but thank you very much. <laughs> You're thank welcome. You. You're welcome. Glad to help. It's, it's a good thing. More gamers. Yay. Yes. yes. Yeah. Are you going to have any fun, though? I mean, I, I know, you know, being involved with OrcaCon, sometimes you, you, it's work. <laughs> it's work. It is, but, you know, as we've talked uh-huh. about before, not a gamer, I yeah, know, which true. is weird. And some people go, I don't understand. Right. I'm an event runner. That's yeah. what I do. Uh-huh. Um, my my fun, my joy, mm-hmm. my sense of accomplishment comes from everybody had a good time. The fire trucks didn't show up. Uh-huh. Nothing, you know, mm-hmm. went horribly wrong. Um, and people walk away and they talk about how it was run well and there were lots of things and they were happy with the setups. And that's, for me, that's the cool thing is, is doing that. So... That's where I get my joy out of it. Cool. And the swanky hotel room isn't bad. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, I know when I go to Dragonflight, I always get a hotel room. I yes. don't want to, like, drive all the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I got my kids. I don't want to haul them in back. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Of course, it, the games. Well, and it's nice. Uh, so, we are doing the under 12 is free with a paying adult again uh-huh. this year. Okay. Um, and so, the nice thing is, is I think that makes it possible for mom and dad 
who are both interested in coming to also bring the kids uh-huh. without incurring the extra ticket expense. Right, right. And then without having to pay for tickets for kids, they're like, oh, well, we could pay, for, we can get a room instead. Yeah. And then mom and dad can trade off and they can go use the pool. Yeah. Um, you know, so they can make decisions without having to worry about who's driving home and who's driving back and two cars and whatever. Well, we have this little tradition of the group of friends that show up all day. My Orcacon buddies. We, uh, I think it's the Saturday night, we uh, head out to the bar, mm-hmm. play a game, have yeah. a couple of drinks. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like going there. It's, I mean, it's it's a really nice setup. Um, the rooms are reasonably priced. It's one forty-five a okay. night for two adults. Um, so that's a really good rate for them. Um, but definitely reserve your rooms now because <laughs> it won't be that once the convention block is filled. It will be much more expensive. Do you have any future... What's the future of Dragonfly at this point? That's a very good question, and that is something <laughs> that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. It, we're kind of at a crossroads where... Um, so when I took over the convention, what, three years ago? Four years ago. This mm-hmm. will be my fourth year. So four years ago. The attendance was hovering in the like upper four, low 500 range, mm-hmm. 520-ish. And now we're looking at 800 to 1,000, and that's yeah. four years of growth, um, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So we're looking at having doubled our, our numbers in four years. Yeah, Orgacon, um, same, same thing. Uh-huh. I think that this rise of uh, tabletop gaming um, has only increased. Whenever right. we thought that maybe because of digital games and the internet and all that, that would go away, and it's not. No. More is coming, and more people are involved with it. And even Orcacons re- reached to like we almost got a thousand people. It's like yep. it's just amazing. It happens very quickly, mm-hmm. um, and while that's great, it means that we are looking at what do we do for hotel right. space yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not the thousand people. The mm-hmm. the hotel is. I mean, they could have us up to fifteen hundred people. It's the table space uh-huh. yes. for games yes. and the rooms for the different things right. that want to go on that needs separate space for so that's a conversation that we're having um 2018 we will most likely be at the bellevue hilton again okay um but it's a serious conversation for 2019 of looking at potentially having to expand and i'm not sure where because it's very hard to find another hotel that is reasonably affordable right in the area that has the kind of space that we need I, I like the way it's laid out, Dragonfly, and yes. I like the fact there's a lot of free tables that you can go to. Yeah. Not a lot in the first floor, just because there's so many people, but, ooh, hey, we play on the second floor. There's plenty of space in the second floor. Yes. And, and we try to I also designate certain tables yeah. as open gaming, mm-hmm. um, because we know that people like to be able to just be able to stake out a spot and play a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I try to drop those in where I can, um, unfortunately. You know, you run out of room for that, too. Yeah. And people are like, there's not enough place. I'm like, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I try. I don't know what else to do. I could say I hang you from the ceiling. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, it's 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 a process. And we're talking about, you know, what the future is. And do we, do we cap our attendance at a certain point? <gasps> and say... <laughs> Well, no, and say, yeah. you know, it's 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 what niche do you want to fill? Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. do you want to be the 3,000 attendee convention? Right. Or do you want to keep that smaller, closer, family-oriented yeah. feel? And I think Dragonflight's niche is really that smaller, closer, family-oriented feel. I don't think I would ever, and granted, it, at a certain point, it won't be my decision, but... I don't really ever think I want to see Dragonflight go above about 1,500 attendees. Yeah, I guess you lose some of that. I don't know what the word is, but... It's, you know. it's, a, it's very community-oriented, right. oh, and right. I think... And because of MSG, um, the game club, it, it, it grew around that, so I, I think it's important to maintain that community feel. Sure. And I think once you get to a certain size, you, you just lose that. Um, and it, not through anybody's fault. It's just mm-hmm. the nature of the beast when yeah. you get to a certain size. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, we kind of find that happy spot. I, you know, you're right. Because when I go, even though I go to, like, uh, Emerald City Comic Con uh-huh. or something like that, I feel like, it's going to feel claustrophobic. And I know... It's too, there's too many people. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, when the smaller things, yes. it's like, you see people. 
if there's too many people, you see cracks. Well, and the comment <laughs> we get regularly about Dragonflight is how nice it is that people can still move around. Yeah. There's room to move through the ballroom. Things like Emerald City. I mean, you know what it's like it's on the crazy. floor. Yeah. You, you, you know, you have to be willing to kind of shuffle your way <laughs> through the room. You know, I'm, I'm really excited. This year I get to go to Gen Con. Oh. And that's, it's on my nerd bucket list. <laughs> and, of course, I, I try to invite Paul. Paul's like, absolutely not. He, <laughs> he likes the kind of the smaller, cozy yes. community yeah. cons. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think I've never been to Gen Con, but I imagine if I go through there, it's like I'm not going to recognize anybody. Yeah. And when I go to and I go to Dragonflight, it's like it's the same. Pe- I've seen these yes. people year yeah. after year yes. after year, and it's kind of nice. You or know, like them. with you, it's I mean, I every year I see your boys, and I'm yep. like, oh yeah. gosh, they're getting big. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> right, you yeah. you learn people, and you know people, and you mm-hmm. have people that you know you're going to have a chance to sit down and game with. Mm-hmm. Um, and while the big cons have their place, they're just huge. I went to Phoenix Comic Con. I worked last year at Phoenix, and it was just it was just astounding the number of people right it's like oh my gosh so i i think probably dragonflight's going to find their niche in that thousand to fifteen hundred dollar fifteen hundred person (laughs) somewhere um but we'll just you know we're going to play it by ear we've got a convention director set up for next year um and i will be transitioning I'm on the board. Okay. Uh, I have another year to go. Are you going to stay on the board at all? Are you going to be involved with uh, I am transitioning to be the Dragonflight president. Oh, So when I'm done with... Madam President. Yes. (laughs) So when when I'm done uh, as convention director, I will be the president, Mm -hmm. and I will also be um, the assistant convention director. So you're not just the president, but you're a member as well. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. And I'm not leaving. I'm not disappearing into the wilderness. I'm going to stick around and make sure that the help happens. So can we still interview you next year then? Of course you can. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. That's cool. I would That's never cool. pass up an opportunity to That's be awesome. interviewed by OrcaCon. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I, I don't. No, I think we got that covered. All right. I can't think of, I can't think of anything else. I think that, that we haven't talked. We talked about RPG. Yeah. We talked yeah. about the auction. We talked about tournaments. I think we covered everything. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Amy, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in August at Dragonflight. I'll be there. That was pretty awesome with Amy. I mean, I just she always gives a great interview. Yeah, totally. A lot lot of good information out there about Dragonflight. It's going strong. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to go. Yeah, and don't forget to visit dragonflight.org so you can go ahead and get your passes before the price goes up mm-hmm. and also strongly consider volunteering because every con needs volunteers mm-hmm. that, that's what makes it run yeah there's there's a lot there and um dragonflight is their 38th one that's going to be uh, august 25th to 27th and mm-hmm. that's actually at the bellevue hilton so yes. if we have out-of-state yes. people that is bellevue washington and i've already reserved my room and i tell you what they were all out of double beds i think they're going to try to get some more but i did Wait. get a king I thought we were um, all bunking with you. I thought, yeah, you're the middle spoon, man. I thought <laughs> you right. knew that. I got NZs, you got frontsies, right? That's right. And we really need those extra beds. So <laughs> if yeah. there's any way we can mm-hmm. fix that, if you're listening out there, Amy, <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. And then also, listeners, uh, the, the best reason why you want double beds is because you need to be able to jump from one bed to the other and practice how good you are at doing front flips and back flips while making like helicopter noises and stuff. It's not a con without doing that. Yeah. And that's why Joe gets kicked out of every single hotel yeah. that we do. Yeah. I would go with asked to leave. <laughs> and with that, let's go to our talk with Tifa. Yes, Tifa. <laughs> this section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey guys, we're still here at ETX, and me and Steve, and right now we're talking to Tifa Robles of Lady Planeswalker Society. Hey Tifa, what's up? Not much. Enjoying the show. This is our first year here, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been an interesting show. Uh, Different than most of them for us, but it's great to see uh, how we can fit in. It was, and what a lot of people don't know is you are the face, you are the leader behind the Ladies 
Lady Plains Walkers. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Yeah, I started the organization about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually coming up on our six-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Very cool. So what what about Lady Plains Walkers? Uh, so I was a Magic Tournament player at the time. Uh, I had been playing for maybe about a year and a half when I started the organization. Uh, and I, when I learned the game, it was only about three weeks before I jumped into competitive play. Uh, and wow. I found that it was really hard uh, to feel welcomed and to be a part of the group. Mm-hmm. Magic, uh, the Magic tournament scene is already super intimidating. And if you add something like being only one woman in a group of 40 people... Yeah. You, it's really hard. Uh, there was quite a bit of sexism in the magic scene, uh, both like really subtle things that is hard to point out, and also really blatant things. Uh, and I think that magic is an incredible game that almost everybody can find something about it that they would enjoy. I don't want something like gender to stand in the way of playing this game. Right. So I wanted to find a way to bring people in without having to worry about additional obstacles. Right. No, I'm, I'm glad to hear that and to see that you're doing that. I, I know when I'm kind of one of those, I've been in, you know, a nerd gamer for a long time. You're absolutely right. I, I think there have been these, these obstacles that are, that are out there, and, and it's good that you're coming in there and bringing younger players in. Um, of course, you're, you're a younger player yourself, yeah. which is good, <laughs> which is awesome, and I know that you know you're the type of person that brings in more diversity and openness, and that's what we need to do. And I know with OrcaCon, I gotta plug that. You know, um, <laughs> we're really big into diversity and openness, and, and trying to bring more people in to, to not just tabletop games and cards, but you know RPGs and stuff. So yeah. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. You are totally a hero. You yes. are making a safe space for people to do something really cool. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. That's great. Yeah, and uh, when it started, it was very focused on women, uh, mm-hmm. but over the course of time, we're way more focused on other things as well. Uh, like, we actually changed our uh, mission statement to say all genders, uh, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of involvement from the LGBTQ community. Fantastic. And I'm That's always great. looking to expand you know, to even more groups mm-hmm. that don't have the opportunity to get into gaming the way that other people do. Right. For me, just Magic the Gathering is kind of intimidating because it's it's this big thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to know what you're doing. As you have to be, for me, I have to be unafraid to not know what I'm doing. Right. And it's been okay with feeling a little bit stupid at times. Yeah. And, it, and not doing well. <laughs> absolutely. It's been around for 25 years. Yeah. It takes a year before you really even can learn the game, yeah. and that's yeah. even a year of playing every week. Um, before you really comprehend the complex rules and all the different ways that you can play the game. Um, So we wanted to find a way to also just make it easier to learn uh, because I think before we existed, there wasn't really anyone dedicated to teaching people the game. Oh, wow. Uh, And we have sort of become the official learn-to-play organization. Uh, And Wizards of the Coast uses us for a lot of things. And it's been really great to just give that to the gaming community uh, as a way to even just check out the game without feeling like you have to fully commit to it right away. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. It's, and, um, it's, so I've, so I've watched people play it. I've been at places where they're doing a draft. Mm-hmm. No idea what's going on. <laughs> I tried watching Barry and Donna play a couple times before D&D. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're playing land. I kind of get that. <laughs> Swamp. Okay. So, yeah. Very cool. So, so you have over 100 chapters, or yes. all over 100 chapters um, internationally. And you yes. start as one chapter, right? Yeah. That's amazing. I started here in Seattle. Uh, within six months, I got contacted by someone in Portland mm-hmm. who was like, hey, I've heard what you're doing. I want to do this here. And, you know, I was fully in support of that. Uh, and, I mean, it just, like snowballed so quickly uh, and it, they're all very self-sufficient. I really just sort of help them start out uh, give them advice on what they can do to try to succeed. Uh, and the 100 chapters are in varying levels of success too. Okay. Uh, that's that's how many chapters have started. Okay. Um, I would say like a third of them are super active. They meet all the time. A third of them are like 
occasionally, um, you know, they get together, or it'll be quiet for a while, and then somebody else will jump in and pick yeah. it back up. And then a third that were active and might not be anymore. Um, but even with inactive chapters, a lot of times someone will contact me and be like, hey, I'm in Chicago. I saw that you used to have a chapter, but it hasn't been active in a while. Can I reactivate it? And then I help Ooh. them do that. So I like to keep the count alive because that will yeah. keep people who you know go to our site and are interested into continuing what we're doing. Very cool. Is primarily your outreach is just conventions, or do you do any other events or anything that... Uh, it's, it's primarily conventions. Mm -hmm. uh, we run events uh, like actual magic tournaments every week uh, in Seattle at Card Kingdom. Okay. And then we also have a chapter in Bellevue that meets every second and fourth Thursdays. Uh, so those are sort of like we do drafts and standard and just like keep the formats going so people can come play, um, but we do most of our teaching at conventions in Seattle throughout the year. Um, I would love to go to more conventions, but it's really just what we can afford to go yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, we went to PAX East once, and I would love to go more, but this is a non-profit group, so it's hard to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cons you can drive to. Right, exactly. Yep. So you're, you're kind of like the gateway to magic then. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, of course, hopefully Magic, they, they play other stuff, we, we hope, anyway. So it's, it's nice that you're here. Because, you know, I'm looking at the audience right now, the ETX audience. It's like, mostly mostly dudes. Yeah. Yep. Mostly dudes. But I know that's changing because, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and, and I'm starting to see the changes. And I think that's a good thing. Because, obviously, you, you don't want a situation where someone feels very uncomfortable. And, um, and for you, you... you you know, you bring that comfort level, obviously, yeah. and, and then somebody new can just learn how to play, and that's, how many people have you seen that come in here, and then you see them again at another convention, like, they, you, they've kept going? Very, a lot, uh, mm -hmm. definitely a lot, and, like, so my volunteer base is about, at this point, 40 to 45 people, mm -hmm. like, I have a volunteer mail list, um, and these are wow. people that, I mean, a lot of them started with us mm -hmm. six years ago. And I would say a good chunk of my volunteers that are very active in our organization didn't play a lot of games or had never played Magic when they started coming to our events. Uh, and we get between 20 and 40 people every week uh, at Card Kingdom. And that's, wow. you know, we get new people Amazing, every week yeah. too. Uh, like every single week I'm meeting somebody new who's interested in what we're doing. Uh, and it just is constantly growing, and it's amazing to see how successful it's been. Like, I didn't expect that when I started it. Right. Like, it was really just sort of a shot in the dark. You get a lot of young kids coming up to you? Yeah, especially at conventions. Uh, we teach a lot of kids, uh, and we are a very family-friendly environment. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if a dad is super into magic and has younger kids that are at the age where he can introduce them, we're a great place to come for that. Cool. Wow, you're kind of like con babysitting. That's, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and it, it goes the other way, too, because right. there's we actually have quite a few um, like older women in our group that their sons play magic. Like Their sons are in their 20s, okay. and they wanted something to do with their sons. So right. they got into the game, and they got some of them even more into the game than their sons are and now they come to our group and play every week uh, so it's just been you know like a multi-generational game at this point and that's really awesome to see that's cool now how, how do you become um, part of the organization how does uh, that work uh, you really just come to our events on mm -hmm. a weekly basis or reach out to me uh, I have some people who are volunteers that they don't play a lot in the store every week now because you know because of time or sure, you know, yeah. other commitments. Mm -hmm. uh, but they reach out to me and say, "Hey, I'm still interested in being involved and coming and teaching at conventions." And I, you know, I'll give anyone a chance to teach at a convention, and if they do a good job and commit to being friendly and welcoming. Um, then I add them to the list, and every time there's a convention, I mail out who's wanting to volunteer. So there's a little bit of an apprenticeship 
situation where you're going to watch over them? Yeah, it's not, like, official, right? right. But I definitely pay close attention because I want to make sure we have the best possible faces um, teaching mm-hmm. the game and welcoming people in. Do they have to beat you in uh, Magic Combat? No. <laughs> no? Must no. Have beat the master. <laughs> That's right. That's actually one thing that... Uh, you take I, the card from my hand. <laughs> no, I, I think it's really important that you don't actually have to be good at the game to teach mm-hmm. it well. In okay. fact, a lot of times people who have played Magic for a long time aren't mm-hmm. the best at teaching it because they overcomplicate the rules. Yeah. Right. They try to focus on things that aren't important to a new player. Okay. Or they when, get frustrated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. When What's really important is just to know the basics really, really well and drive home to whoever you're teaching what the basics are. Because uh, I, I tell my folks every time that we come to a convention, our goal isn't to make somebody completely understand the game so that they can jump into a Friday Night Magic. Our goal is to make them understand the game enough so that they can make a decision if it's something they want to pursue. Cool. Do you feel that there's um, maybe a barrier to overcome because a lot of the younger people that maybe come up to you are just so involved with video games, the whole digital world. Do you find that a challenge or do you find it more of an opportunity for you to look at something completely different. I actually think it's in our favor uh, because so much of our lives is so digital. Everyone's always on their phones. Everybody's playing video games behind a computer. I think people need that social interaction. I think a lot of people recognize that they get that with tabletop. Uh, And that's definitely not just magic. But I think that people are getting that needed social interaction through games in a way that they can't with all those other digital avenues out, out there. Well, and I know with Magic, because I, I played it in the past, a long time ago, but um, it's something where you can't... You know, when you do role-playing games, sometimes you can look at your phone or tabletop. With Magic, you kind of have to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, next thing you know, you're getting flamed, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. So, um, how fast did this grow? You said six years ago you started this. Yeah. Where did you first start at? Here. Right here? Okay. Well, uh, it, I basically went... It was right around the time that Card Kingdom first opened. Okay. Uh, and it started in my living room with, like, just four other people. Okay. And okay. one of my friends was like, I think you could do something bigger with this. And mm-hmm. that sort of, you know, helped me get the idea of, like, well, what, what could that be? What could mm-hmm. that look like? With Card Kingdom just opening at the time... Um, I went to them and was like, hey, I think this would be a good fit in your store if you're interested. Uh, so they were all fully on board, and we planned to do bi-weekly events. Uh, I had my first event. Eight people showed up, which was you know pretty good yeah. for a first event. Uh, within, I want to say, like three months, it got to the point where we were like, we need to do this every week because it was like so many people wow. were interested. Wow. And we were starting to get probably between 16 and 20 people every single week at that point. Uh, and, I mean, it took off really, really fast. Is this your main thing that you're doing? No. I actually work uh, full-time at GTS Distribution as All an account right. representative. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I would love for Lady Plains Orchestra to be my full-time job, but we just haven't <laughs> been able to make that work. Uh, and it, it works out well having you know a day job as well. And how did you get that name? What's that story? Tifa? Oh, no, man. no, not Tifa, Our, but Lady Lady. Oh, Lady Planeswalkers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm assuming your mom gave you Tifa. <laughs> no, Tifa's actually from a video game. It's oh, a nickname. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. She hits hard. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. Really, she's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> brings the boom. <laughs> uh, Lady Planeswalkers was my same friend who said that I should do something bigger with it. Mm-hmm. She actually came up with the name. Uh, okay. I was just I wanted it to be related to magic. Planeswalker is the role you take on when you're playing Magic. Right. Okay. Um, I wanted it to convey that, you know, we were focused on not the stereotypical Magic player. Uh, <laughs> so having Lady in the name. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah, society just kind of tied it all together. Okay. That's pretty good. That's a cool story. And then uh, another just exploded because you said now there's 100 chapters now. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, our weekly tournaments are super, super successful. Like I said, we get, uh, I think the most we've ever had was like 55 players, which is huge. Uh, Our average is probably 25, um, but our drafts get up to 40 people. And like that's, 
I mean, that's bigger than a lot of stores get for their Friday Night Magic. Like, right. it's really, really successful for us. So you've got a six-year anniversary event coming. Right? Yes. What's, yeah. What's that? Uh, so normally, uh, every year we do something a little bit different. We started by, I think the first event we ever did was a two-headed giant event. Um, it took way too long. Yeah. Uh, it was a two-headed giant draft. So then we switched to just drafts. Um, we usually get packs from the last, you know, like basically from the year we started. Uh-huh. So it'll be like the last six years of Magic. We'll have packs from all the different sets that have came out. Um, this year we're actually going to try a mini Masters event. Okay. Um, just to make it a little bit faster. Uh, and I think it'll be really interesting to have a bunch of different sets in a mini Masters event. Okay. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, we get very creative with some of our formats. And our yeah. anniversary event is always a great time to do that. Yeah. Uh, plus, we always have a lot of awesome prizes at those events uh, that we raffle off just to thank the community for supporting us so much. Right, so when and where is that? <laughs> um, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull it up. Uh-oh. I should have written that down. Well, meanwhile, while you're looking that up, yeah. Wasi helps you out, hopefully, right? Pass you on the back. Thank you yeah. for helping them. <laughs> yeah, d- they definitely support us. Um, mm-hmm. They they support us a lot at the conventions that we uh, help them with. Uh, and I I just have a lot of friends there that will occasionally give us like boxes of magic or like sometimes something big like a foil and cut sheet. Uh, and yeah, it's really great to have that relationship. I actually was working at Wizards when I started the organization and then left Wizards to grow the organization more. And I found that the partnership has just gotten better and better over the years. Awesome. Uh, So our anniversary event this year is on July 11th. Mm -hmm. uh, And it'll be at Card Kingdom at uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m., okay. And the requirement is you just have to be there. Yeah. And you got to love to play magic. And you have to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have to be a friendly person. (laughs) No trolls. We don't like you. Your troll don't come. <laughs> so if people want more information, well, where can they go to? Our website check it out? is definitely the best place for information, and that's ladyplaneswalkers.weebly.com. Uh, and we also have a very active Facebook group that has a lot of discussion about magic and uh, uh, even like things going on in the inclusivity and diversity space. Uh, and that's on Facebook if you search Lady Planeswalker Society it's the group that has over 2,000 members okay uh, so. <laughs> awesome that's pretty cool so what, what what are the other events you got of course the anniversary but uh, what other conventions are you going to uh, so I think our next convention after this will be PAX West awesome. uh, so okay. we'll be this year is a little bit different than the last few years we're going to be in the diversity lounge okay um I'm looking forward Rightly to that. So, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very fitting. Right. And we do go to OrcaCon. Thank you. It's I was nice. waiting yep. for that. Yep. Uh, so that's not for a while, but okay. we're definitely going to go bigger at OrcaCon than we ever have. Bigger? Yeah. I'm oh, working okay. with Donna on figuring out how, what all we can do. Okay. Uh, our first year at OrcaCon, we just had like a little info booth uh, to sort of just let people know what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next year... I we're gonna try to do uh, some magic events okay. and teaching uh, and teach maybe kid? more. Yeah, I'll absolutely teach okay. your kid. Right. <laughs> I'm hoping to learn myself about Khan. If Steve yeah. gives me any time off, you gotta learn math though. That's the <laughs> you, gotta, you do have to know some math and magic. And it's worth mentioning we also always are at GeekRollCon. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, we've uh, actually been with GeekRollCon since the first year they started. Dragonflight? Maybe at Dragonflight at all? Do you know? No. No. Okay. So. okay. Unless someone invites me, then... Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. We might know some people. I don't know. Well, cool. Tifa, thank you so much for coming here. Yeah. And um, I think it's just wonderful what you're doing. Thank yes. you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Once again, it was a great honor to talk to Tifa. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lady Planeswalkers is such a great organization that does so much good. I'm just super impressed. I cannot wait to see her at OrcaCon because I'm hoping she'll teach mm-hmm. me how to play magic. hope she teaches my kids how to play magic. Mm-hmm. Man, she's just dedicating her time to this. It's, I mean, she's not... It's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it seems like she's very passionate about just creating a safe place, which, I mean, that aligns perfectly with our sponsor, OrcaCon. And so I just think that's great that she does that. I mean, I know my wife, I mean, she didn't even 
want to play an RPG, and I know you know Magic's different, but she mm-hmm. didn't want to play an RPG unless it was with people she knew. Like she yeah. would never just right. go to oh, a con yeah. and play with people because she's felt like she's been you know shunned because she's mm-hmm. my wife's a hardcore comic yeah. reader and goes to comic shops and asks them and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, do you even know who that is? And so it's just like. Yeah, but before, awesome, before, yeah. before OrcaCon, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have either. And yeah. I was totally intimidated. And now I, I, I can do this thing right. because mm-hmm. of OrcaCon. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we need to grow our community. And this is a good thing. Exactly. And, in fact, uh, good things, just uh, segueing to uh, <laughs> the next future podcast. But we uh, we did get to interview Greg Pratt. And you might remember him. He's the guy that does the Car Wars tournaments at Dragonflight and OrcaCon. And I think he had to display up in packs. Um, and you're going to love that because he's going to talk about what, what he's going to do at Dragonflight and at OrcaCon and some of the prizes that may or may not show up. Probably, well, he doesn't know what the prizes are, but he'll, he'll tell you some of the prizes that we had last time. And we're going to put up photos for the possible cards that are going to be on the trophy topper. Yeah. And who else did we have? Uh, Paul, you remember? We got David Girard. He is the creator of Jung King and By Order of the Queen, which was a recently super successful Kickstarter that's apparently clipping right along and going to show up soon. I love hearing from these developers mm-hmm. that tell us how they came up with the ideas, oh, yeah. how they actually <clears throat> put together the game, and how they fund it. It's very interesting, uh, and, and maybe this inspires <clears throat> our listeners to create their own tabletop game. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in such variety, I mean, Junking looked more of a card game, but uh, by Order of the Queen was just, I mean, there's just a really big, nice, beautiful table presence. I mean, I mean, for example, I'm looking now. I mean, their goal was eighteen thousand, and they made a hundred and three thousand dollars, almost a hundred and four, with eighteen hundred backers. I mean, I backed it; it looked amazing, and I'm excited to get that to the table when it uh, comes out. Oh yeah, cool. And, and by the way, if you want to get a hold of us, questions, comments, suggestions, mm-hmm. gripes, um, we are Geeks of Cascadia on Facebook. We are Geeks of Cascadia at gmail.com. And we are Geeks of Cascadia on Facebook, on Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter, and the Twitter machine. The one I can't That's think right. of is Instagram. And we've got a lot of great interviews lined up. We got Kelly Toyama. We got Nick Sabiki, who uh, put together King's Forge. We got Alex Jarabic, who did Catalyst, Drink, and Conspire. Uh, we've got the organizer for... In that order. Um, uh, well, it's not in that order. I <laughs> but, oh, uh, I thought you just meant, like, become the catalyst, then drink, then conspire. Yeah, right, go, sorry, different right. party. I go to different parties. Right. You guys uh, we have Pat, we'll have Patrick Day um, on the show talking about how he put together ETX. Awesome. And a really weird interview by a RPG curator. Oh, yeah. A historian, if you will. I mean, it's really it's really cool. David I was, Carnahan. I was fascinated by his display at ETX and his story. Did you see me just fascinated by the Star Frontiers? I was just yeah. totally drawn to that. Yeah. He had that. He had Traveler. Um, he I, also I, had the original AD&D. I really wanted wow. that, that um, Doctor Who um, role-playing um, game from oh, like, yeah, 84 yeah, yeah. or whatever. Do- Doctor Who? Doctor Who, yes. No, no yes. Doctor Who? Indeed. <laughs> well, and he I'm had sure one game. He had one <laughs> game there that was like he said it was a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, it's like a, a twenty-page book worth a thousand dollars. That's just nuts. Yeah. Wow. that's absolutely nuts. Yeah, maybe we can grab that in eBay later. We need some new equipment. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need new microphones. <laughs> well, hey, um, I think that's it for the show. You guys got anything? Or? No, I just said thanks, Kate. Thank you to you guys for listening. All yeah. right. Well, hey, everyone, as usual, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Oh. Cascadia podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.